This is a homily pod for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. John had been arrested, Jesus went back to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth he went and settled in Capernaum, a lakeside town on the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. In this way the prophecy of Isaiah was to be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, way of the sea on the far side of Jordan, Galilee of the nations, the people that lived in darkness has seen a great light. On those who dwell in the land and shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that moment, Jesus began his preaching with the message, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were making a cast in the lake with their net, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Going on from there, he saw another pair of brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. At once, leaving their boat and their father, they followed him. He went round the whole of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing all kinds of diseases and sickness among the people. My grandson loved the musical Joseph when we went to see it, particularly since one of the brothers was named Benjamin. He loved the rainbow coat, which dazzles with light in the grand final. Joseph almost becomes transformed into a great beam of shining bright white light and colour, dancing with the superb music. This week we read Matthew who is writing for traditional Jewish families who all knew the story of Joseph. He also refers to Jesus as becoming the great light that has dawned in the land of Zebulon and Naphtali. These two, Zebulon and Naphtali, are also brothers of Joseph. Zebulon's name means dwelling and Naphtali means my wrestling. Through the twelve sons of Jacob, the promise to Abraham became a reality and their names became place names for the territory. The geography of the Holy Land is quite fascinating and the Gospels take us on a virtual tour 
of the areas placing Jesus, the historical man, in all the most important places where the Christ of faith was expected to be. The places mentioned all have biblical significance for the Hebrew nation, particularly events in the Old Testament. We see events concerning Jesus through the eyes of Matthew, who sought through the Hebrew scripture with hindsight for events that Jesus fulfilled and was intended to fulfill. The Gospel writers had 50 or 60 years to make all the connections, but at the actual historical time, the disciples had to struggle with day-to-day -day events and didn't always grasp the right conclusions from what they saw. Matthew's Gospel, in this respect, is like a symphony of the life of Jesus. Each movement is placed in order with the intention of developing answers to the question, Who is Jesus? After the opening events of the birth and baptism, which we had the last few weeks, a new and significant movement starts after John the Baptist is taken into prison. Jesus moves out of Judea, where he was born and raised, and begins his ministry in the ancient land of the Gentiles, by the seaside town of Pecanum. When examined, examined poetically in the light of Scripture, this is also to fulfil the words of Isaiah that we heard in the first reading, that out of this land of darkness, the light meant for all nations would begin to shine. After this scene setting by Matthew, we're given the call of the first disciples in a simple matter-of-fact way. It's almost an anticlimax with Jesus saying, follow me, and these tough worldly-wise labourers doing just that without a second thought. Jesus had already begun to challenge people to stop, turn around, change, and acknowledge the kingdom of God. Perhaps these fishermen had once listened to a similar message from John the Baptist, and even knew about his declaration about Jesus as the Lamb of God. In other words, what if this decision to follow Jesus had already been thought about after hearing the imprisonment of John the Baptist? Peter, Andrew, James and John may have seen in the invitation of Jesus an opportunity to join him in overturning the structures of power and misuse privilege. At this point, they may have misunderstood Jesus' proclamation of the kingdom as signifying a new exodus out of oppression. Remember the Messiah, in their eyes, was a warrior. Throughout their journey with him, we see Jesus constantly redefining the meaning of Messiah for them, from that of a warrior to a vulnerable victim that would eventually be rejected, along with Jesus' option for the poor. The mission Jesus was to give to these future apostles would be to lead the church forward towards fulfilment of the kingdom. The successor to Peter, Pope Francis, has seen the belts of misery around cities in South America and other cores of poverty around the world as centres of abandonment and lost hope. He has spoken out against those who spread this wilderness and even thrive at the expense of those left to suffer within them.
He's spoken of the gospel of God's power to pluck up and break down evil and violence, to destroy and overthrow the barriers of selfishness, intolerance and hatred, so as to build a new world. Perhaps this mission is the same as that of what attracted those early fishermen on the banks of Lake Galilee and prompted them to immediately leave their boats and nets and homes and family and follow Jesus, the leader of light. Yeah.